Hi, Mama. How are you doing? I am really excited to be here with you. I know I'm always excited, but today especially, because this topic is just so close to my heart, I think because I have dealt with this in my life so much, and because this topic comes from you. I went in and I asked a bunch of moms how mental health struggles show up in their daily lives, and the number one answer I got was that I feel like I'm not good enough. I constantly feel like I'm failing as a mom. And I cannot tell you how many times this was repeated throughout my research. And I know I've experienced this and I've heard echoes of this all throughout different moms. So I really just want to dig into this today. Maybe this is one of the lies that you struggle with. And I hope just to shed some light on some strategies to deal with this and maybe uh, understanding a little bit more about where this comes from. So if you have ever struggled with this thought, this episode is for you. Or if you know another mom that has struggled with this thought, listen to this so you can encourage them. My guess though, every mom has at some point felt this because being a mom feels so heavy and so big sometimes. And so I'm really excited to break it down a little bit more for you today. Maybe this is the lie that is feeding into your anxiety. Maybe this is the lie that's feeding into your depression. Is this the core of what is going on with you? Why you're not loving being a mom? Why you're stuck in this rut of all of this overwhelm? Maybe this is the core of it. And I'm excited to go into it. So make sure you are in the Facebook group so we can share this together. That's one of the beauties about the Facebook group is we get to share that space that we get to be real about what motherhood feels like sometimes, what we struggle with, and we get to do it in a community so we know we're not the only ones struggling with that. So make sure you come into the Facebook group. And anytime you have questions or, you know, big, heavy topics, please post them in there so that I can inspire more episodes and know where you're coming from, what you're struggling with. And if you don't feel comfortable in there, please message me. I would love to talk to you about what you're struggling with and hopefully be able to go more in depth um, on the podcast. So I'm excited. I believe this is going to be really helpful for you. So let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama. So I'm excited to jump into this topic of feeling like you are not good enough, like you are not measuring up specifically as a mom. Now, I know this can carry across every area of our life, but as we are all, most of us mamas here, I want to speak to that. So I want to give you five action steps that you can take away so that when these thoughts come up, you know how to deal with them. 
Now, I know we've been talking, if you've been around here, about restoration theory and the four steps. And this is not a replacement of those. Those are daily micro steps that you're going to do, you know, hopefully like a hundred times a day. Um, I mean, that's a lot, but you know, all throughout your day when you get triggered in these little ways. And the steps I want to give you today, these are kind of like a bigger step. So this is something you might just do uh, once a week, once a month, every quarter, so that you can kind of um, really reinforce the truth. You know, we've been talking about how to reinforce that truth, because when we're going through our four steps, we want to, when we're going through our four steps, we have to believe that truth step or our brains are going to have trouble regulating. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to all the restoration theory episodes. These are episodes 15 through 20. And I really believe you're going to be blessed by that. It's a theory that was created by Dr. Terry Hargrave, and it's just incredible. So highly recommend going into that. But today we're really going to work on reinforcing this truth, uh, fighting this lie of that you are not good enough. And I think this is so prevalent today because you could probably guess it, really. <laughs> know, it, know what I'm going to say next? Why is it so prevalent today? Yep. Yep. Social media. Uh, as my pastor, uh, Megan Robinson, says, comparison is the root of all inferiority. And I think this is so true. Whether we realize it or not, even if we go on social media and, you know, you feel like you're judging, like, oh, I know they don't really have it all together. Like, these pictures are so posed, or I know this is not the real, the full picture, I think even when we go in with that mindset, there is something else that seeps into our hearts, into our minds inadvertently. And we judge ourselves against that picture, even though in our minds, we know that's not the full picture. That's something we talk about all the time these days. But there's something I think that we collect all of these images, all of these stories, all of these things we hear around and we we lump them together as this like one unified image of what we think a mom should look like. And I think this is something we do in ourselves. I think society kind of reinforces this idea, this expectation that moms should do all of the things. You know, for a lot of us that are, are raising our kids now, I think we're almost um, in between these two cultures that are pulling at each other, these two, two sets of ideas. You know, um, most of our parents kind of grew up with this mentality that moms were kind of the, the, house, the housekeepers, the parenters, the, the providers of, for the family unit provider in the sense that they were taking care of all the kids. They were cooking all the meals. They were doing all of the cleaning, all of the grocery shopping. You know what it's like to run a household, probably. Maybe you don't because uh, culture has shifted. But even if, even if you don't believe in that set of values, most of our parents hold a lot of those mindsets. And so we have this one set of expectations, even if, uh, you know, in the name of feminism or whatever, we renounce that and say, oh, that's not me. I don't have to live up to that. I think there are still some of those expectations that inadvertently, again, seep into our minds. And when we're caught in our pain, we, we go to that and we compare ourselves to it, even if we don't uh, hold it as one of our values. 
And then on top of that, there's this new set of values, this new culture where, you know, women are supposed to go out and do amazing things in the world and often hold a job and not just be at home or not just do this and that, even though I don't believe the word just should be in there, because as we all know, that is a more than a full-time job. But there's this added cultural expectation these days that women should go out and do all of these, all of these big things, have a job. And then for us, I think we lump both of those things together, even if we're not consciously doing this, but we lump together this idea that we have to be this perfect homemaker, this perfect looking family, our children need to look perfect, we need to look perfect, blah, 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 (laughs) make perfect, like organic, healthy meals, do all the arts and crafts, have a home that's perfectly decorated. Okay, the list goes on and on. And we need to be doing this big thing in the world and be having a job or be going out and and changing things. And if you prescribe to any of that, or even if you can hear, you know, little sound bites that might have gotten into your heart or your mind, if you relate to any of that, I want to tell you those things are not possible. There will never be one mom that does all of those things perfectly. And it's not our job to. That's not what we're here for. We aren't meant to fulfill all of these callings and expectations of society. Now, I do believe there are certain responsibilities and I would would rather say callings that we have as mothers. And I do believe that we are called to bring hope into the world. And we're going to talk about that someday because it's a big passion on my heart. But we are not called to do either of those things perfectly. We're not called to do every facet of those things. There are specific gifts in each of us that we bring that are going to look different than the mom next door. And so when we compare ourselves to the whole, you know, say we like took every mom in our community and lumped them together and we compare ourselves to that, that, uh, collection of mothers, of course we're going to fall short because that's, you know, say if we're just being conservative, that's say that's thir- even if it's just 30 moms. We're comparing our one self to 30 people lumped together. And each of those people has different gifts and different callings. So I know I fall into this all of the time. I, when I get triggered by my kid's behavior or when I just have a bad parenting day or when I am on social media too much and I'm looking at all these crafts these moms are doing and I'm like, I'm not that. So here, this brings me to the first point. The first step is one, ask yourself, what is good enough? What does that look like? Because good enough is this vague term. So if you're, you're feeling like I'm not good enough, well, what is good enough? What would make you feel like you are actually accomplishing this, this goal you have? And map it out. Write down the specifics because If you measure yourself against something that is so vague and broad, you're always going to come out losing because there's nothing to to show that you're actually doing something well. So map it out. Write down every bit of what you think it would look like to be a good enough mom. But don't stop there. You have to go to the second step. The second step is asking yourself after you map it out and you look it over, ask yourself, 
Is this reasonable? Is this reasonable for one human to do? With the time, the energy, God gave us 24 hours in a day. It wasn't meant to be more. We need sleep. Our bodies need that. So with the limitations that are on you and, you know, factor in your life circumstances too. If you're a single mom, you can't expect to look like a mom that has a spouse. It's going to be different. You have a lot more on you. So you have to factor in those practical points too. And as you're looking at, is this reasonable? Remember, you aren't meant to have other people's gifts. So what are you good at? What, what is your calling as a mom? What, what gifts do you bring to the table? You know, I mentioned that I am not that craft mom. I really just, it's hard for me. I mean, I, I just don't love it. I don't want to spend my time doing it. I don't want to find cool craft kits. I don't want to make cool craft kits. I just, it's not fun. Now, I think art is amazing and I think it's great for kids and I want my kids to be doing art. So what does that mean? We will get to that. But it does not mean that you are supposed to be carrying all of that weight. What I am great at, though, is being really down to earth and transparent with my kids and, you know, not overly transparent, but talking about, hey, I'm having a rough day. I'm sorry. I'm struggling with being frustrated with you today. You know, we talked about going through the four steps with our kids. I, I, I do that sometimes. And I, and I talk to them all the time about what is going on inside of me that's affecting how I might be treating them or what's going on with the day. And I check in with them. How are they feeling? Did they just get triggered because mommy and daddy were trying to figure out what to have for dinner and we got a little bit tense? Is that what's going on? Let's talk about it. And so I'd have all kinds of conversations with them about that. Now, as we go through these different things, you'll notice that all of these are what can help a kid grow up to be healthy and well-balanced and have great experience to go into the world with. But it's not practical, it's not reasonable for every mom to be good at everything. So let's go to the third step. So one, what is good enough? Map it out. Two, is that practical? And you might need to get someone else's eyes on this. If you are getting caught up in this and you're not sure what is reasonable, what is practical, get a safe spouse, a safe friend, a safe grandparent to look over that and and sit down with you to develop what, what is reasonable, what really is doable and healthy for you to expect of yourself. And then step three, remind yourself of the truth. So this whole exercise is going to help you kind of reinforce that truth, but you need to pause here and and sit in this for a while. What are you good at? You are good at things as a mom. I promise you, you have amazing gifts that God placed inside of you. He chose you specifically to parent your kids. He didn't choose anyone else. You aren't meant to look like the mom next door. She has different kids that were meant to be parented by her. God chose you for a specific reason. What is that reason? What are you good at? And if you're not sure, um, something that can help you figure out what you're good at is what do you love to do with your kids? What lights you up? What makes it feel like the time is going so fast when you're doing this? Maybe you are that craft mom. Maybe you love that and you love creating these amazing things for your children to create and you are just really boosting their creativity and you get to pour into them this way. 
Maybe you love cooking for them and you love teaching them how to cook and you love them getting in the kitchen with you and learning to chop and do all of these things and you love getting to nourish their little bodies through your cooking. I am neither of those things. Another thing that I am good at, though, is talking to my kids about Jesus. I love those conversations. It is so fun for me to get to share my faith because it's changed my life. And I I love getting to help them learn and think about these things. And if you're getting stuck here, this is another great place to invite a safe person into it with you. So ask your spouse, hey, what do you see when I'm with the kids? What, What do you think makes me light up? What do you think I'm good at? What gifts do I bring? And ask God. God will bring to your mind some amazing things that you do as a mom. He will show you images, speak to you however God speaks to you. And that can really add to this list. We need to take a lot of time here. Celebrate the wins. Celebrate your gifts. Celebrate what you bring to the table. We spend so much time thinking about our shortcomings, thinking about where we're failing, Take just a fraction of that time and spend it thinking about what you're good at because there are things, I promise you. And if you can't think of anything right now that you're good at as a mom, I see a problem here. That is an indicator that this is a big point where you need to allow God to speak into and you want to do a lot of work around this area. Okay, and then step four. So we want to start getting practical with what we can do with this. None of us, none of us, not a single one of us that is listening right now can be good at all of those things. But we know that kids need a lot of these things, right? Kids need good food for their bodies. Kids need to be creative. Kids need to talk about Jesus and talk about their emotions. You know, the list can go on. But none of us can be great at those things. So what do we do with that? So while we're not meant to be great at everything, we can all grow in some of the areas that we struggle because all of us have these struggles. All of us have areas where we, if you were to measure it, don't measure up because they aren't our gifts. And while we want to celebrate the things we're good at, we want to grow in those areas where we're a little bit weak. So like, for example, in my marriage, I am really good at apologizing. I I love to step into that apology. Not always when I'm in stuck in my pain. I don't love it. But after the fight is over, after I've gone to God and regulated, I love apologizing. It makes me feel better. I, I take ownership. I feel like uh, it kind of resolves the situation. I love apologizing. What I'm not great at always is affirming my husband. I My mind always goes to the critical. And so I I jump to that so quickly. And so while I want to celebrate, wow, that's great that I apologize again. That's so good. I also want to grow in my ability to affirm him. He needs those words of affirmation. We all do. And so one of my goals lately has been to affirm him just to say one positive thing about him every day. Now he needs more than that, but it's a good place to start. And so if I can just do that, I feel like I'm growing in my weakness. We want to celebrate the good things you bring and then take some steps to grow in those areas that we're weak. So step four is writing down one to two parenting goals in in the areas that you struggle. One to two, mama, not more than that. I know some of you are going to want to write down 15. That's not helpful. 
I'm sure if we all sat long enough, we could all write 15. But if you take 15 goals and try and implement them, you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to get overwhelmed and you're going to get back to that place of not feeling good enough because you're going to fail at them. So why we're doing this is because we all want to grow. We all need to grow. That's part of of life is growing. But if we're measuring ourselves against this, this void, against this undefined expectation of ourselves, like I said, we're always going to measure up short because it's not defined. So how are we going to know if we're doing it or not? So when we sit down and actually define what it is we want to do, it can be so helpful. So some examples. Um, I want to go on more adventures with my kids. Okay, that's great. Uh, I want to get less frustrated with my kids. I want to read with my kids more. I want to play with my kids more. That last one is something that I've been working on. Uh, playing with them, you know, I don't always love it. I love going on adventuring with them. I love going on walks and discovering new things with them. But I don't always love just sitting on the floor and playing. But I know they need it. I know that can help so much build our connection, help them feel loved, and can help prevent behavior issues. It's something that they need. And so I had made it a goal to play with my son for at least 20 minutes every day. And this brings me to point number five. So write down one to two goals about what you want to grow in and then break down your goal into daily steps. Or, you know, if it's depending on the goal, it can be weekly or monthly steps. So going back to the example of me wanting to play with my son more, you know, I, I set a goal. Okay, 20 minutes a day. I can do 20 minutes. And maybe if this is you, you maybe, maybe you are working and maybe you need to start at 10 or 15 and that is totally okay. But what I would do is I would set a timer for 20 minutes on my phone because I knew if my phone was right next to me, oh man, I'd be so tempted to pick it up when a text came in or to check the time, you know, because when I'm doing something that I don't love, it is hard to stay focused and present. And so I told my son, hey, I want to give you my undivided attention. I'm going to set this timer for 20 minutes so that we make sure that we have this time to play and I want to be present with you. But when the timer goes off, that means our time is going to be up, but we're going to get this time again tomorrow. That was a practical, tangible way to set up my goal. I had this thing that I could measure every day and there are days that I missed it for sure. I still miss it some days, you know, when we're going out and about, when too many things are happening when the house is in chaos. You know, there's so many things that can get in the way. So it doesn't mean if you don't achieve that goal, you fail. You know, or even like going back to me trying to affirm my husband more. I was so good at it for uh, two or three weeks and then I, I started slipping and I kind of forgot about it. And so I went, you know, days and then a week or two without doing it. And I realized it and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to get back into the habit with it. So this isn't to add to that fuel that shame of I'm not good enough. If you miss this, this is just to help you see your progress, to help you hold on to something tangible. I'm guessing most of you have felt that uh, little high you get when you cross something off your checklist, just how accomplished you feel. Even if it's the smallest thing, it feels so good. So this is like that, you know, just having this thing to check off your checklist. And it's just going to add to that voice of, look, I am a good enough mom. You know, you're celebrating your strengths. You have that. And then you're looking at, wow, I'm, I'm pouring into them in this different way also. 
this is also a great place to outsource. You know, we talked about we're not all good at all the things and we're not supposed to be. So if you can find someone, maybe you're not the mom that likes to cook and teach your kids to cook. Maybe you get them into a cooking class or you have a grandparent come over that's good at that. I uh, struggle a lot when my son is in the kitchen. I get really stressed and I do want to work on it because I just think that's such sweet bonding time. But you know who's really great at it? My mom. She's so good at having my son help her bake and she does it all the time. And I love that he's getting poured poured into in that way. Instead of looking at that and feeling like, gosh, I'm just not good enough. I I don't do that. I'm going to now look at that and say, wow, that is so great that my son is getting poured into in that way because that's so good for him. I love that. I'm not good at that. So I'm so glad that my mom is. So going back to some of our other examples about how to break it down into daily steps, you know, if you wanted to go on more adventures with your kids, schedule it. One of my favorite things to do is to have a certain day of the week hold a certain activity. Now my kids are in school, so I know this is a little bit easier, but there are ways to do it as well with school age kids. Maybe it's just shorter times. But so for me, what we do is on Mondays, my son goes to swim class. And then every time after swim class, unless it's like pouring down rain, we go over and drive over to this local lake and we grab some takeout and we sit by the lake and we eat our takeout. And then we walk around the lake a little bit. And, you know, we go straight from some class to there so we don't have to get the kids in and out of the car a million times. And it can be challenging and frustrating because I have a, a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. But it's some of my favorite time. And it's just set into our week. I don't have to even think about it. I know that on Monday mornings, that's what we're going to be doing. And maybe you don't have that that capacity to set it every week. Maybe you work full-time. So maybe this is you know, once a month, you schedule a a hiking date with your kids, or maybe it's on the weekends, you know, you set a designated time to do certain things. Put it in your calendar, though, because it's going to take it off your mind. And you're going to feel so good when you do that. And you are accomplishing these goals that you have for yourself. Or maybe your goal is to get less frustrated with your kids. Okay, so this might be like a bigger, more long-term thing because maybe, you know, you need some tools, maybe you need some parenting tools, so maybe you should take a parenting course or read a parenting book. Or maybe you need to go to therapy. You know, we talk about that all the time is we need healing so we can help our kids walk in that healing. And if we are not staying regulated, they're going to have trouble staying regulated. And when they get triggered, it's going to trigger us. Oh, it's just a vicious cycle, isn't it? And so you know, this might be a bigger goal for you. So especially if, if your goal is something like this, make sure you only have one goal. This is such a big thing, but, but plan it out. Decide what you're going to do. If you don't know what parenting course to take or what books to read, pop into the Facebook group. Ask the other moms, what have you used? What has worked for you? We are going to talk about parenting in here at some point down the road, which is not there yet. But in the meantime, come into the Facebook group. If you're not there, please get there. There's so much information. It's a great community of like-minded moms that are on the same journey of healing. It's a great place to talk about these things. So set that long-term goal and make sure you do it. Grab the tool. Take that step. It's going to be a, a longer time until that payoff comes, but it's going to be a bigger change. It's going to be great for you. 
and then set a, a, a mini goal about that. So, you know, you're reading through this parenting book, but in the meantime, what can you do to kind of fight against this frustration you have for your kids? Maybe it's something like, you know, I do with my husband. Maybe it's once a day looking your kid in the eyes and telling them what you like about them. Or maybe your goal is to make sure you apologize at one point during the day. And I know that's something you can't just do randomly, but it'll be on your mind then. And so then maybe at one point when you get frustrated, you're going to be reminded, wait, my goal is just to apologize once today. Or maybe it means scheduling out a daily activity that you know fuels you up with your kids and you you aren't likely to get frustrated with them because it's something that gives you life and scheduling that out every day or every week. Okay, mama, you get the picture. So here are our steps. One, ask yourself, what is good enough? You got, you have to map out the specifics. Two, is that reasonable? Is what I wrote down reasonable? Three, remind yourself of the truth. Look at the good things about you. What do you bring to the table? Four, write down one to two, only one to two parenting goals that you have. And five, break down one or both of those goals into daily steps. And make sure with those goals, you put it somewhere visible, write it in your planner, put it on the fridge, schedule it in your phone, make sure that is gonna happen so that you can make progress in the things you're struggling with and start to feel like you're winning because I promise you, you are an amazing mom. You are made for this job. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.